Welcome to Touched and Empowered, a show created to empower individuals to value their lives by hosting think tank discussions that will inspire positive action. Touched and Empowered with Katie and Ace starts now. Welcome to this episode or adventure, we will call it, of Touched and Empowered because there has been a lot of movement going on in my world. And I know you had a lot of activities and fun stuff going on this past week. Um, but I just want to share real quick because there's been a lot of, okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. There's two types of families that we all have. There's the family that we are born into, and then there's our adopted family. A member of my adopted family had passed away earlier this week, uh, Aunt Barbara. Thankfully, she's not hurting anymore. And she's not asking why is she still here? <laughs> um, she was ready to go. And I'm glad for that standpoint, but needless to say in a funk because of everything else. And when I get into a funk, I work. So I have had very little sleep this week. And was in a meeting with my mom, who's also a business coach, a self-development stress management consultant, whatever title she's going by now. And she saw that I was in a funk and was trying to fix it. Ooh. Yeah. Don't you love it when someone just tries to fix it without asking if you want help fixing it? This, this was one of those situations. And I turned around and I wrote this down because I just love the fact that my brain came up with this. Um, I said, I may have no idea what's coming, but I can pick the color scheme, damn it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I love that you, all right. So before we got on this call, we are going through our topics, right? And I hear this one, and then just the fervor in Katie's voice when she said, I was like, <laughs> oh, we're doing that one. <laughs> the other ones are cool but that one we're doing there's fervor there like there's all there's all this you know there's energy moving there is the whole law of attraction that we've talked about the putting your intention into what you're doing because whatever you do comes back to you and there are so many times we get stuck on the how or we get stuck on the why yeah and granted those are important but there are times in my case, I was just so emotionally overwhelmed and exhausted and stuff. I didn't want to think about that, but I wanted to still hold a smidge of control, <laughs> which is why I'm like, I'll pick the color scheme, damn it. <laughs> because control is all an illusion anyways. Agreed. I have no idea what the universe is going to bring my way, but I can at least choose to have fun with it. And we were talking about choice in one of our previous episodes. So I just wanted to, everything comes back to choice. And I think also really interesting. So you say control, right? I get to do this. <laughs> that sounds more like conviction to me. It's like, I get to choose this. This is mine. This one right here. And I was just like, ooh, ooh. There, there is a difference between conviction and control, right? I feel like control outside of yourself 
is an elusive way of controlling. Well, but it's, you know, the, the illusion of I have control over my internal head, heart, soul, body, you know, that what I put in, all of that is my control. Right. And because that is part of your, like, you know, part of your responsibilities, you do get to choose that. Just the fervor and the conviction and the fact that you are claiming your responsibility there just very intensely. I love that. Um, I was, there are times, I'm sure all of us have at some point in time, get to a point where everything is so completely out of control that there's just this tiny thing that we still have control over and we cling to it with every bit of our fiber because it's like if I can control this one thing then everything else will fall into place yes yes I, I really want to like make sure people don't control people <laughs> well, yes I'm not I'm not talking about controlling other people I'm, talk, yeah. I'm talking about controlling our environment our go. moods our processes our choices within that our choices our response ourselves like controlling our thing our so our um what we can control in my opinion is our actions our thoughts our deeds all of that right our words you actually can control that a lot of time people can't control their thoughts but that's a different story well it, there's also you know in emotional heightened emotional states or lack of sleep in my case mm -hmm. you know it, when i get into that sense of overwhelm i feel like i can't control anything Right. But you claimed like, but I claimed I'm going to choose the color scheme. Now I have no idea why those words came out of my mouth because <laughs> I really have no color scheme for the chaos in my life, but it sounded good at the time. <laughs> it sounds great. It sounded like you're taking your power back from the universe. Like the fact that it was like swirling around you and you're like, this one's mine. Like, <laughs> yo, I'm, it's like, okay, I'm just going to take it. And that conversation, needless to say, was not a good way to end the conversation because I kind of disconnected the Zoom call and was like, I'm done talking to you. <laughs> but it actually put my brain into a sense of productivity because mm -hmm. I got four ebooks written <laughs> in like the six hours that followed oh when God. I could have been sleeping, but instead just downloaded and let my fingers fly on the keyboard i get that i get that that's like transforming all of the weird energy inside you into something creative instead of destructive yes um, some people think it's distraction i actually don't i think sometimes if you feel the need to create something that is a form of release it's a i agree it's a form of release it's a form of moving the energy so it doesn't get stuck exactly I'm moving the the emotions so it doesn't get stuck exactly because that when we get stuck is when things get icky yeah and it's so funny so all right i remember there was a day i, I don't know if i told you this but there was just this one day for whatever reason i listened to this YouTube ad, like how to publish your own Kindle book and make 80 grand a month passive income, blah, 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 blah. And I, had, I honestly didn't, I guess I just didn't have something to do that night. And I listened to this thing for about a good two hours. I just listened to it. 
-hmm. in between just whatnot. Five days later, intuitively, I just had this moment in front of the mandala that I chant to. It's called the Gohonsen, where I just felt grateful to have emotions. I didn't know why. And then within about maybe an hour or two, I wrote a book. I wrote a poetry book with graphics and all, all in one day. Then I learned how to actually put that book into Kindle and publish it. And then it took a, a few mistakes here and there, but it took me a week to publish this thing. And it's already, thank you. Yeah. I understand what you mean though. It's like, I needed the creative release to share my emotions, my feelings, and like dig deep, pull out any of the doubt and kind of transform it. Um, we can put that, that link in the bio, uh, in the comments as well, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's a cute book. It's only $5.99, I think. I think it's five bucks. <laughs> I know I, I know I did it under $10 because the fact that I wrote it in a day is one thing. <laughs> Another is it's digital. Um, not only did I write it in a day, I graphic designed it in a day too. So I actually put in the graphics um the color scheme all of that all on canva and that's a, that's the part that i could get lost in and it's not because it's overwhelming or anything else like that it's just the fact as to oh i get to play yeah. with colors i get to play with images i get to just be in this sense of no time mm -hmm. and i easily get lost in it and that's when it turns around it's like oh crap it's three o'clock in the morning and I haven't been to bed yet. So I probably should go to bed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a... So I'll sleep on Sunday. There you go. I mean, look, sometimes... So I actually did talk about this right before I hopped on, funny enough, we were talking about grief and how sometimes grief, it's, it, you know, it's an emotion. It's something we accept. It's not something you can push away. And sometimes people handle grief differently right oh absolutely different cultures handle it differently individuals handle it differently mm -hmm. and it's in my case it's interesting to see because as i said this is you know adopted family you know she was jewish so hearing about the traditions of the jewish faith and the fact that there's a candle that they light for the first week Mm. and there's covers over all the, the mirrors in the house. I'm like, kind of like, my, my lip is kind of quivering on this. No. Yeah, it, I mean, it's so it's, I want to respect that and honor that, even though that's not what, how I connect with source myself. Um, so I'm just sending them energy knowing that i'm thinking about them and that i will connect with them next week mm -hmm. so then that way we can move forward from that standpoint but i understand thank you yeah i'm actually i'm emceeing a memorial for somebody uh, like i they they asked me to speak at this uh, to be a yeah mc for this memorial in san francisco to one of my good friends her father passed away so okay. it's it is kind of one of those situations where um, not, uh, I, I, I've met a few grief counselors, don't get me wrong, I have. But if there was like a really strong understanding of how to go through your grief, 
I feel like a lot of people wouldn't be so there there's a word for it um well there's a lot of unknown just death in general there's a lot of unknown yeah and just like any other topic that we have discussed mental health suicide you know these are topics that are not regularly discussed and I have no idea what the traditions are for other religions when it you know, when there's a death in the family or a close friend that passes away. I can only do what Katie knows. Right, right. And yeah. well, so when someone shares, you know, mm-hmm. I honor that because one, how else am I going to learn? And two, it might resonate with me in a way as to, oh, that is something I can see myself doing to honor someone. Yeah, and that's a wonderful approach because it's such a sensitive topic. It's people's lives are valuable. And when you lose somebody so close to you, it it can create a different perspective on life. I honestly believe one's relationship with death um, shows me their maturity, right? One of the things I do know is that with the passing of my adopted aunt, is that it's making me think of everyone else who is no longer here, who has passed away, who has died, whether it be by accident, whether it be by sickness, or whether it be by choice. And finding a way to honor them, I think, is the most important thing that any of us could do whether it be lighting a candle, whether it be you. (laughs) Um, In the case of my Uncle Jim, who passed away several years ago, he always dressed up for um, the holidays, 4th of July. He would tie-dye his beard red, white, and blue. So sharing these memories, I think, is another way that we can hold space. And holding space, I think, is the most important thing. Because as Ace and I had talked about a few minutes ago, there is no one true way to do anything. And everyone processes emotions different, whether it be grief or whether it be joy. So I want to thank everyone for allowing me to have this these few moments to process um, what's going on in my world. (laughs) And I'm trying not to cry. The overwhelm of emotions that we feel at any point in time in our lives can throw a monkey wrench into our day or our week or even our month. And it could be something as simple as like myself right now, trying to record a podcast. Wow, I've got tears running down my face. It's gonna be okay. 
And I'm sure that just like with other people in my life who have passed away, as enough time passes, I'll be able to think of them without having the tears run down my face. And we'll be able to focus just on the memories that I want to hold dear. I'm so happy that you got to share that off, you know. I don't even remember what I said. And you know, that's perfectly okay. Yep, exactly. You were meant to share what was on your heart. And that's what I love about the synchronicity of the universe. Yes. And the universe will always give you what you ask for. So be careful what you ask for and the intent behind it. But not everything is instant gratification. That's worth waiting for too. Yeah. I was I was waiting so I could eat this appropriately. <laughs> I'm glad you're eating something. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. All right, folks. So this is something my community and I have noticed. We're just going to make sure I eat. So every time we're on this podcast, I'm going to eat something. We're going to have a snack break. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to pop one thing. Last week it was a mochi ball. Which I still you know, was surprised. I actually knew what in the world you were talking about only because my son went to the local, I don't even know the name of the grocery store or the chain or whatever, but he went to the local store and got mm-hmm. some mango flavored ones, which were pretty good. That's great. Yeah. It's like, it was really funny because I remembered just like, <laughs> I did that yesterday at this award ceremony, red carpet. Oh, you did it at the award ceremony too? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this looks like a really, really good, like, you know, prosciutto, I love prosciutto or prosciutto on a, on like a burrata and then like, you know, uh, mozzarella. Or mozzarella, mm. depending on which uh, Staten Islanders used to be really mad at me if I pronounced that last day on mozzarella. So I remember just looking at it. I'm like, this looks so good. And I popped it in and I went, oh, I hear Katie laughing. <laughs> and I popped this thing in front of, like, basically everyone is watching me eat this. And hork, I didn't eat anything all day. I get to the, I get to the award ceremony and I eat this thing and I'm just like, <laughs> a little embarrassing but that's it was okay. so good so good you know, it's so good it's better well okay i am not a doctor about nutrition or anything else like that but still it's what i have noticed for me is it's better to have like little snacks throughout the day than mm. it is to eat a huge meal mm. in the middle of the day or late in the day Mm-hmm. I could I I'm okay with breakfast you know but if I eat a big lunch or a big dinner then I'm like I just feel heavy yeah yeah like my stomach just doesn't want to digest it so I like doing the snack thing that's great I, I understand so like I now have a favorite sandwich and anytime I feel like I should reward myself I order from Le Pen like quotidian uh, you know, I can. Is that a local maybe, place? You can find it in New York, and you can find it in LA. It's uh, and most likely in Paris. It is French, and this uh, they have like incredible bread, which I'm not supposed to eat because I have a gluten allergy. But I'll take the freaking cortisone ten because it's that good. <laughs> okay, and this amazing sandwich. I don't know what's in it. There's fig. There's some type of fig. 
And there's some type of zingy spice and I have no idea what it is, but it's so good. And there's prosciutto in it. I love prosciutto. As you can tell, there's, there's a theme here. And every time I bite into it, it's like the perfect mix of zingy, sweet, yet salt. And mm. then a crunch with the bread. And it's just, ah, it's like, so this is my reward after an amazingly productive week. And this and is the that, that is one, fantastic that it is your reward for having a very productive week and everything. And it's making me think of something that I heard earlier this week myself in reference to, you mentioned all the different categories. You mentioned sweet, you mentioned salty, you know, and back, I'm going to say back in the day, we're talking caveman times, being able to eat something that was naturally sweet or being able to eat something with salt or eat, eat something with fat even meant that you were in prosperous times. Mm. yeah that's true I forget to put ice in the freezer so another additional gift mm -hmm. like that is cold water yeah <laughs> and I'm like there's a kid yeah just little things like that yeah let's LA water all right so let, let's be honest LA water <laughs> Unless you double filter your water here, it's not really drinkable. Like it's, it's really not, there's something going on with it. Like when I go back to New Jersey or New York and I drink the water from tap, I feel life is okay. Everything's all right. I'm assuming because I don't know what they put in the water there, but I also understand they're getting water from Niagara Falls. So it's really, really clean, <laughs> right? Like it's really clean, good water. And that's why all the bread, all the mozzarella, all the anything you could possibly make with that water, donuts, oh, are amazing in New York and New Jersey. Bagels. Yes, oh, I was told so the bagels funny. is because of the water in the area. Yes. It's, it's because of the water. I come here. I learned that people actually fly out the water from New York to have New York bagels here so that they could cook with it. Interesting. It's, it's still not the same, but it's good. It's close. <laughs> it's getting there. Well, uh, it's like, all right, it's like eating Maine lobster outside of Maine or eating a Maryland crab cake outside of Maryland. There are just some things that don't taste the same unless you are in the geographic location of that particular food. Yeah. And it's the like only coffee. reason I joke about it, at least with the Maryland crab cakes, is because I'm in Maryland. My sister Jamie is in Virginia, and she makes her own crab cakes so because great. they don't know how to make crab cakes where she lives. <laughs> oh, and it's Maryland crab. Notice how I'm itching. I'm, I'm starting this rice is kicking in from the sandwich. Well, yeah, it's make sure that you're taking care of you because of that. I, I, I am. I got some cool stuff. I actually, you know, funny. All right. So look, we're talking about crab cakes. We're talking about good food. Now we're talking about psoriasis. I love how we're going everywhere. Um, so remember when you just meet somebody somewhere for whatever reason, and they just happen to pop up in your vicinity for some other reason, 
and you never expect to see them again in your life. So I went to a psychic fair, right? Okay. Maybe two, two months ago, three months ago, right? And I go, and this woman is giving out this, uh, they're called, um, she was giving out this little cute uh, kind of skincare type. Little, it's a little tin of something. Okay. A little tin of, a tin of like, uh, she, she was an esthetician, very brilliant esthetician. She even came with like that Tesla tool that like you can put across your face, right? Mm-hmm. And essentially it, uh, it like uh, infuses a frequency to uplift your face. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Very brilliant, very brilliant person who I was kind of confused why she was there, but she was there anyways. She was real like, it, it's a psychic fair, but all right. Um, then she had this Tupperware of something that could help. It, it's like a... Um, I could probably explain it better through her and not through myself. She was the, 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 um, the expert. Um, it is called Maliva, the brand. Okay. Not familiar with the brand. Right. And I kid you not. So like I finished the thing this used to be filled with like a brown type of. Like a balm. Yeah. Like a balm. It still smells really good. And I remember using it on my psoriasis and it would help. It would definitely Mm -hmm. help. And it would actually lessen the issues. Cortisone 10 is a temporary thing. You shouldn't use it all the time. Right. For that type of stuff. And this, it was slowly, slowly changing the way that I was feeling my psoriasis. And it was so great. And I was like, I want to keep working with her one day. I wonder when that'll happen. She shows up at the award ceremony yesterday. Fabulous. Right. And I'm at the after party and I keep staring at her like creep. You know, like when you say, when you're, when you're in, you're like, I think I know you. I think I know you. I'm not trying to hit on you. I just think I know you. And you're just staring and just staring and continuously staring at the person. I've seen you like, somewhere, but I don't know where. <laughs> yeah. And I'm nodding and I'm nodding. And I'm like, you're the person that I talked to who gave me the love potion and this thing. She also had like a love potion type of thing. That was really interesting. And I had no idea. I was like, we see each other. This is so cool. We're here synchronistically, mm-hmm. which usually means um, she has a big mission which is pretty awesome. We'll talk more about what she does. Cause like, how do, you know, it's funny, as soon as you kind of release any of the pain or grief or sad energies, and it's finally, um, cause you can store it or you can release it. Right. When you don't release it, it turns into like a poison in your body. Yeah. Okay. It, it's like, it becomes like swamp water. It becomes stagnant. It becomes stale. It becomes icky. Right, right. But when you release it, the right relationships just happen to pop up. Or the right friends or the new friends or a new experience. But when you really go through it, like when you let yourself feel it and let it flow through you instead of fighting the pain internally, you can bring in so much fortune for your life energetically. Um, that was a big realization and breakthrough that I've had. And yes, I am getting the message, Aunt Barbara, that I should not be <laughs> dwelling on anything this week and to just keep right on moving. Yeah, it's grief is grief is hard. And through the pandemic, right? We've We've all had our share of grief. Yeah. And grief in many forms. 
because it's not just the grief of a person or a pet or a loved one. You know, I struggled with the loss of my corporate job. I, I literally had life altering grief because of that, because I thought I lost my identity. Yeah. And or identity, you bring up a really good point. A lot of us have lost a part of our identities during the pandemic or old identities or something we thought was our identity, right? Yeah. Something, something that, that we, we thought was important that now looking back really wasn't. Right. It's like that part of us that we were familiar with, I don't I don't look anything like that anymore. Yeah, it's um those parts of ourselves that we haven't actually looked at, those parts of ourselves that we had to let go. And then when we look back, I do feel like I've gone through deaths of like who I used to be. Yes. And it brings me so much nostalgia and it kind of hurts a little bit remembering, but not in a bad way. It's like one of those like bittersweet, oh, I used to do this. That's not me anymore. I can't, I can't imagine being like that anymore, but well, I can feel the old me. Yes. And, and I agree because there are some aspects of pre-pandemic that I miss. Mm, like, like the feeling of having more friends in my life than what oh, I, I don't found that. out. Than what I found out that I actually had because of the pandemic. Because they weren't friends, they were just associates. They were just people that I knew from the office. Not mm. good, bad, or indifferent. They're great people. They were just there. They were just there. They were just people I talked with on a regular basis. And not having that communication with anybody because everyone was trying to figure out what it was that they were doing to try and get by. And I know that I have changed so much. I have grown so much. I have healed so much that if I met any of them face-to-face, -face, physically I might still look the same, but they wouldn't recognize me because I wouldn't act the way that they expect. Yeah, I understand that completely. I feel like you, I met you in the latter end of your transformation from what I remember. You and I met was it, what was it like about a year ago mm -hmm. and around that time I was just finishing up the loss of everything corporate right. and was just starting transitioning from doing work for other people to doing what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur mm. and starting my personal deep healing process mm -hmm. because everything up until then has been was I would say surface healing mm -hmm. I was doing enough healing to get by I -hmm. wasn't going after the root of the problem mm -hmm. it was November of 2022 where for lack of a better term, the Band-Aid was ripped off. All of the surface healing that I had done 
failed. And it literally was like having a Band-Aid ripped off and everything being exposed and feeling raw. I can understand that. And I think we met like two months before that happened. Two or three months before that happened, the first time we met. Oh, yeah, because I was going through mine, too. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. That was, oh, my gosh. Because we were at the the networking thing. We were at the networking. And, you know, I was talking about the Teen Suicide Prevention Society, and you were sharing your story. And we're Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's something here, so we're going to be working, doing something together. Right. And we didn't know what it was yet. And we didn't we know what like, it was going to be. We didn't know how anything was going to happen. And it didn't matter the how. We just knew that there was a connection. Right. And I remember too, also, like there was a connection. We didn't know. We were, you said something about a podcast. Well, I, oh my gosh. Back then, I had a podcast. It was called Adulting Sucks, but it doesn't have to. I remember. <laughs> I remember it. I remember it because it was like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't know if there's room for me on that one, but, um, but, uh, there's the other one that you want to do right for from what I remember right. you saying there was, there was that one and then there was the um the suicide prevention show which yeah. was the one that we were doing for the teen suicide prevention society mm-hmm. and that one <clears throat> was a marathon of a podcast because at that point in time we were doing um a weekend for lack of a better term summit where Jackie interviewed 24 speakers in 48 hours. We had two 12-hour days of back-to-back interviews that Jackie did. And I was doing all the tech support. Yes, and I was- I did all the tech for the event. I did all the post-production. I did, you know, I was a speaker liaison. I, you know, pretty much I wore every hat possible. Yeah, and I was there. I was- and you, you were interviewed on, yeah. on the suicide prevention show with Jackie <clears throat> and you know it just kind of left it at that and then right around that time in November it was like I'm done I can't do the tech support for that anymore because that mm-hmm. was one weekend a month well it was 12 speakers oh, 12 hours mm-hmm. and then the next day was another 12 hours Mm. which was great for Jackie and it was great for the speakers because they only had to be there for the their one hour segment right but as the person doing the support I was opening up the zoom room up to an hour beforehand Mm. I was staying an hour later because I had to make sure that even though the zoom room had closed I had to make sure the video rendered because otherwise we would have lost all of those interviews (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. That's intense. It was a lot of intense, but there's a lot of great people that we spoke with. Mm, Right. And that's, it's also an incredible learning experience too. It is. And it was exactly what the Teen Suicide Prevention Society needed. It sounded like a crime. We have it on, you know, the YouTube channel, Suicide Prevention Movement Mm -hmm. has got all of the interviews on there. And it was the tech support that Jackie needed for her business. And it was when I realized that I didn't want to be the quote unquote wizard behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. And there was something about that where, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Look, it's a great learning experience. You had a crash course in podcasts. Absolutely. Yeah. And without you knowing all of that, 
we wouldn't be able to be like have it start building a team on this. <laughs> Let's think about that one. I remember you were like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to just being me. And I was like, who, who like, for whatever reason, I was kind of like, what made you think it's just you're speaking that we're going to need a producer? Like who, who, why did you think it would just be? Because I was the jack of all trades for so Right, long. right. And then that's when I went, that's when I was like, Oh, no, no, not, that's not how it, here's Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Here's Thank you, Nicole. Nicole. Love you, Nicole. We love you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I was like, so as a manifesting generator, it's interesting because there are certain ideas that I need to do, right? Yes. That I really have to do. And internally, everything is like, yeah, like, we don't have to do that. It's okay. We could just like hang out. It's fine. Yeah, that could happen next year. And you know, like, it's okay. I come in. This woman talks to me. Hey, so did you ever think about doing a podcast? And like, you should just do this, this, and that. You know, that'd be really great. Let's just get it going. I'm like, okay. Come up with half. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why. Hey, Katie, I need a show name for this idea you have the perfect show name <laughs> like all the pieces are coming to me I know you shouldn't be editing that would be really exhausting and I can't do it because I have to do other things here comes Nicole yep. and we're just like okay cool and, and again that falls onto the I don't need to know the how I don't need to know the what I don't need to know the why I just need to be okay with how it shows up. Thank you for joining us. We hope that the discussion today will inspire you to take positive action in your life. Until next week, be empowered.